You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? Yes. I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now please, get off this planet while you still have a choice. Hey everyone, welcome to Earth Station Who. We are here tonight and we are going to have a really interesting topic to talk about. We are talking about, you know, there's been... A lot of talk with the new series of Doctor Who, and it's been interesting because people have been asking, is Jodie Whittaker's run turning into a super feminist Doctor show? So has it? Has Chris Chibnall's era secretly been, you know, putting out a feminist agenda? Or has, because there's a female Doctor, have men been feeling a little inadequate or such because of it? You know, we're going to talk all about that tonight, and we got a great crew to do that. Of course, returning to the show, my co-hosts. First, let's say hi to Mike Gordon. Howdy. You almost got your voice back, sir. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And, of course, Mary Ogle's here. Hi, everybody. It is great to be here. I figured this subject would be right up your alley. It is. I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, the only thing that would have made it perfect is Hartshorn was here or something. But then we probably wouldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> well, there's a lot to talk about on this topic. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. We have two guests with us. First, let's welcome Jen Allen to the show for the first time. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, Jen, you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm actually up here in North Carolina, and uh, I met some of the ESO crew a few weeks ago at the South Carolina Comic Con. It was an interesting experience, and this all came about because I was wearing a TARDIS dress. <laughs> it was kind of obvious, you know, she might have been a Doctor Who fan or something. Maybe, but yeah, but I've uh, been podcasting. For, I just hit five years of podcasting, so I'm I'm been doing it for a little while. Uh, not as much as you guys, but long enough. So I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And what podcast do you do? Uh, I have been doing uh, Starbase 66, which just recently came back as Starbase the Next Generation. We usually talk about various star uh, uh, sci-fi topics and so forth and geeky stuff. I have also done a tech podcast a movie podcast, uh, a movie trivia podcast, uh, you know, a little bit of everything. So I'm happy to be here because I'm just kind of an all-around geek. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think I hear, I hear a geek seat calling for you on the other <laughs> We might have to take a reservation for that one. Uh. <laughs> and coming to us for the first time on this show, but he has uh, been on Earth Station 1, and actually he survived the geek seat. That's why he's here because he hasn't been let go yet. We have Dan Kazoo is here. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing the light of day someday. 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 <laughs> well, once you get in the geek seat, you know, it stays with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself since if they didn't hear the other show? Sure. I'm a comedy writer in Atlanta, and uh, I write mainly for the satire sites The Hard Times and The Hard Drive. And my first novel uh, was just released yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's called Lingeria, book one of one, and it's on Amazon. Are you sure it wasn't a joke, though? I timed that very poorly. <laughs> hey, guys, I have a book out. April Fool's. <laughs> just kidding. I've just been hanging out in my <laughs> That is awesome, though. It's great to have you on the show. We've wanted you on, you know, after we talked to you, it was like, we got to get you on the Doctor Who podcast. And this yeah, I ranted a lot about Doctor Who in the geek seat, and uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. And it was actually pretty, you know, timely when you did, because, you know, you some of the things you brought up in the geek seat ties into what we're talking about tonight. So this is good. 
So we definitely want to hear from you guys at home. Please, please write us and drop us a line at eswpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also call us at 404-963-9057. Want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the ESO network and specifically Earth Station Who. We do appreciate it more than you could ever imagine. We have lots of great stuff happening over on Patreon, which you can go to patreon.com slash ESO network. And right there, you can help support the network and support the shows and all the greatness that is the ESO network. We have, you know, original content up there. We have, you know, new shows coming to you 48 hours before the release to the general public. And, you know, Different things we have planned. We actually put a poll up today because ESW, excuse me, the ESO Network Riffs actually is coming with our fourth episode next month. And we are going to let you, our patrons, vote on, you know, what we're going to be talking about. And the three shows you actually get to choose from are, ready for this, this is pretty darn awesome. You get to choose from Spaceballs. You get to choose from a view to a kill or ready for this, the green lantern movie. I think all of those are worth riffing on, but you get to choose which one we get to talk about for the may episode. So I thought it was pretty cool. You could actually see Ryo Reynolds in CGI before Deadpool. Yeah. (laughs) And, or you could see really bad Roger Moore trying to run up the steps of the Eiffel tower and huffing and puffing. It's pretty awesome. And Christopher Walken at his best as a bad guy. And, of course, you then have the Schwartz with Spaceballs. <laughs> you know, may the Schwartz be with you. You know, yes. mm-hmm. all great all great things to talk about. So, patrons, definitely go out and vote. It's all out there. And from all of us here at the ESO Network, we thank you. You guys have been supporting us. You guys have been growing. We've been getting new people joining. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will have Doctor Who stuff up there. You know, we're working on uh, some stuff with Hulanta coming up in the next probably month. We're actually going to be at Hulanta already. And I guess we can announce it here right now what our panel is going to be. It's going to be on Sunday. We just don't have a time yet. And the panel is who was your first doctor and why did you stay with the show? So, oh, great idea. So I think it's going to be a great panel and we're going to have some great discussion. And that is going to be going up on, you know, to our patrons. So pay patrons, look out for it. So definitely, you know, thank you for our patrons. And let's now jump into the show. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of different topics. And, you know, I think is Jodie Whittaker's run turning into the super feminist doctor show. I actually was thinking about this and I think a lot of the feminist stuff and people complaining about it actually even started during the Capaldi era and such. And especially with Moffat as the showrunner, do you guys think so? Or cause you know, everyone was saying it was turning into the Clara show for a while. And then, you know, the whole thing with the master becoming Missy, you know, that, you know, there was whole, you know, even the, the master, in the, the second to final story of Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi, I think he even said, is the whole world turning female? And Peter Capaldi says, I hope so, kind of hinted at him becoming, you know, regenerating to a woman. What do you guys think? Missy laid the groundwork for Jodie's Doctor. I think that was Stephen Moffat's way of introducing a female Time Lord into the show in a way that wasn't the main character and that people couldn't argue about as much. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that, here's the thing about, I'm not sure how you define super feminist to keep all <laughs> running around in leotards, sparkly leotards, but I, I wouldn't call it a, a truly feminist show unless there was a, a female showrunner. There's still a male showrunner. It's still mostly male writers behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, it's the writers and producers and directors that ultimately determine how Jodie's doctor is portrayed, is portrayed. You know, she can only do so much within those constraints. And so while I, I mean, I think it's a great step forward to have a female doctor. I would not call it any sort of feminist agenda, though. I mean, I hate that term anyway. Feminist agenda, liberal agenda, gay agenda. It's ridiculous. It's just people 
finding their representation and that's a good thing. No, agreed. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, I think that Dr. Who's like, and, and maybe Star Trek, uh, are the two shows I kind of think of when they're kind of, they, they have, they're looking at what's going on in the world and, 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 uh, women's rights is, is a big issue right now and, and, and it should be. And I think that just Dr. Who's reflecting that. And it's, it, that's what sci-fi is for is, is showing society what it's going through at that moment. And just by saying we're incorporating more women does not make it a feminist agenda in any way. In my opinion, I, I think it's just looking at what people are talking about, especially last season. I, I think it was really talking about minorities and women and, and just the, the people who have been so downtrodden for the past forever, uh, finally getting a voice. And the doctor has always been the voice for those people. Yeah. I actually think they tested the waters by putting Missy on first, uh, to see how people would react. I love her. I think she was a great addition to the show and saying, Whoa, wait, wait, there's a, the master is now a woman and she's actually even more awesome. Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> I agree. Missy was a fantastic character. I was very sorry. I thought she brought a lot of energy to the show that was missing at that time. Mm-hmm. She really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, true. I thought she was a good yin to Capaldi's yang. No pun intended. Uh-huh. I wasn't I wasn't trying to go there. I honestly was not. No, but no, I thought they were perfect. Yang. It felt more like, you know, the the master and the doctor felt more like you went back to the Pertwee era, you know, with the master and the doctor. You had, you know, them sometimes fighting towards the same side, towards something, and then the master betraying at the end, of course. And Missy did that perfectly a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, Missy was the doctor's equal. I mean, that that's the difference there. She wasn't a companion. She wasn't in the doctor's shadow. She was his equal. I think we actually we kind of had the beginnings of that with River Song, sort of, but it it became much more fully realized with Missy, and I, I think she was a very welcome addition. I agree completely. I thought you know Michelle Gomez played Missy so well and captured a lot of the different essences of the Master and made it her own, and that was great. And you know Moffat, right from even the Doctor's wife you know, was introducing and saying, you know, that Time Lords could be either sex or, and they regenerate that way. And it was, you know, he was hinting at it the whole time. So groundwork started way before even, you know, I was saying earlier. Yeah. It's interesting that you, uh, that you point that out though, because I mean, from so many, uh, you know, feminists, we heard complaints about Moffat's time, you know, about how, how, he wasn't treating women characters very well. And, and so it, it's kind of, kind of weird hearing um, the flip side of it now, which I, I think is a lot more of a, uh, a balance than a lot of people want to give him credit to. I think there are some mistakes made and then there was some, some progress made as well. So I think there was a pretty good, you know, balance there as far as that goes. Not that there was a good thing that there were mistakes, but you know what I mean? Um, like, I don't see it as one-sided, as a lot of people do. Um, uh, but it was clear that at the end of Moffat's era, there was going to be some big changes, uh, some big, big changes. Um, and I don't know, and, and maybe I don't know if anybody else has done uh, as much research on it, because, you know, you never know what, I mean, you know, the BBC is going to say one thing, Chris Chibnall is going to say one thing, and you just don't know if that's actually true or not. But um, what the mindset was going into, okay, we needed someone after to follow Peter. What do we do? Like, um, you know, I think they've, you know, with, since New Who has began, they've kind of gotten, uh, they, I think they had to do, they felt they had to do something a little bit different because they've, they've kind of played the gambit when it comes to like white dudes, right? Young, old, like everywhere. Like, I mean, and unless somebody was really outstanding, I think they were like, well, let's make a concerted effort, not just not just to put a woman there, but to put like to make the cast more diverse, because there definitely seems to be that 
that incentive or that in play uh, for this season, that the casting all around seems to be much more diverse than anything we've ever had in Doctor Who. That's true. And yet we have the problem of grand. Yeah, that's, see, that's the ironic thing is that, you know, um, anybody complaining about like Chris Chibnall's feminist agenda probably hasn't, I don't even know if Chris notices this or, you know, maybe, maybe they just didn't really notice. But I mean, the fact that they, that they have done a lot with diversity and a lot with uh, women's empowerment by making the doctor a woman, um, they undermined it all with with Graham this whole season, at least in my my view. Uh, they undermined it with Graham and how much attention that he had as well, because he wasn't necessary to to anything really oh i mean he he's a great guy and don't get me wrong i love bradley as an actor he's wonderful but i I think um you know a lot of times he overshadowed everybody else and the writers obviously loved him too and that was a problem because the other characters didn't have anything to do right and actually i i was like yaz is so wasted through most of the season and same with ryan though ryan has a little bit of growth yeah. Because you remember he starts off he can't even ride a bike properly the poor <laughs> kid. And and by the end of the this the this series he's gotten a little bit of courage. Granted part of it was talking to his father. But uh he I think of the three he had the most growth. It wasn't a lot, but it was more than the other two. <laughs> no, agreed with that. And we've talked about that a few times this last season. It basically became Graham and the doctor and her companions. Even, even mm-hmm. if you take one of the most, what a lot of people feel are the most powerful episode of the season, which was um, the Rosa Parks episode. God, I can't remember the name of it. Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, you know, the reason that 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 final scene is so powerful, despite, I mean, well, in addition to the fact that they flood us with this music, um, but um, visually, the reason why that scene is so powerful is is because we, you know, they they don't even trust us to like in in, to have the moment to to just look at the moment the way it is. No, no, we have to see it through the guilt of a white man's eyes. And and that that like makes it like it's almost like that adds adds to it and adds more. I don't want to say legitimacy, but it adds like that moment has to be there. Like Graham has to be on that bus in order for us to because really there's no other reason. Um, and it's just putting him in situations like that all season just was un, you know was uncomfortable to watch at some points. And and I really felt like undermined the show. That and the fact that. And I, and I said this many times during the season, Chibnall's decision to have the doctor, uh, to not have recurring characters from previous seasons, not have recurring races from the 50 plus years of the, of the history of Doctor Who, um, I think hurt the doctor and, and made her look weak. Like we're used to the doctor being the smartest person in the room and suddenly she doesn't seem to know everything that's going on there. She has as many questions as, as, as anybody else. And I think that made her character, her doctor less of, um, uh, less of a figure than uh, an imposing figure than someone. No, I agree completely because, you know, they didn't even blame it. Like, Oh, it was regeneration Mm -hmm. amnesia or something like that. They just made her, they dumbed her down in some, some places. Yeah, I I actually made some notes before, and I I put down that she has. Uh, well, first off, she tends to not have the the backbone that some of the previous doctors had, especially Capaldi. Um, oh yeah, yeah, good call, and man. she has. Yes. She also is kind of. I don't think they really know what to do with her yet because she's kind of an amalgamation of of previous doctors have you noticed that she kind of goes from personality to personality of of her previous incarnations oh various times i I would like i would i I think i agree with you but i'd like to hear some examples Um, gosh because it's been a few weeks since i've watched No, no, I'm sorry. You said you had notes. Well, so I a little maybe bit, you, a little bit. Well, okay, like she goes like from the kind of goofy Matt Smith 
to the kind of grumpy Capaldi, uh, back and forth and back and forth, and and occasionally she gets into a little bit of Tenet and then a little bit of of uh, mostly the newer Doctors, obviously, because that's what most people know. Um, she kind of takes on personality traits of them as she goes along, but she doesn't really have her own thing yet. And I realize it's yeah. the first series with her in it, but I just think they haven't really nailed down this is Jodie Whittaker's doctor. To be fair, that, that does often happen with any doctor's first season. I mm, that's say, true. Yeah, but I will say that to me, she often felt like a background character in her own story. Mm, that too. Exactly. It always felt like she was a background character compared to Graham. And you had two, you had a very ethnic TARDIS and it was awesome to see, you know, to see you had an Afrocentric character. You had a Eastern Asian character. You had a white male and you had the doctor. You had a great mix. And the only one who stood out to me the whole season was Graham. Yeah, I think that was Chibnall coming through. I think he was, I, I, I think he was scared maybe of, and so he drifted towards Graham more because I felt his episodes were the weakest. Uh, I, I don't know if he was the right choice to be showrunner. I, I think he, he come, not that you have to come from like a sci-fi background, but he really comes from like a dramatic, like, I mean, um, uh, Broadchurch. I mean, it's, it's just not, it it's, mm-hmm. wasn't the right fit. And I think he, he wasn't, he didn't, challenge himself he put himself into it and that ended up being graham an old white guy who seems confused wherever he goes and cracks jokes and i just i think i i think what a lot of people complained <laughs> about this season about about being too whatever so like too liberal too so too too feminist or whatever i think was really which was my biggest complaint was it was just really heavy-handed writing it was so obvious the, mm-hmm. the morals that they were kind of punching at and stuff like that and so i think what people are complaining about being too like preachy is actually just poor writing. Possibly. But if you look at the three episodes this season that focused on them actually going back into Mm -hmm. earth's history, right? You had, obviously you had Rosa, then you had the demons of Punjab, which was about the partition of India and Pakistan, which was beautiful. That was a good episode. And then you had the witch finders. With Alan Cumming. I was like, <laughs> Alan Cumming! <laughs> um, him being... Oh, he was just awesome. I love Alan Cumming. I just... Oh. <laughs> and, I mean, those were all around a female character or someone in history who was female. And one, it was uh, Yaz's grandmother. Another one, it was obviously Rosa Parks. And then the Witchfinders, it was women who were accused of witchcraft. They were all three women-centric episodes. So that's where probably some people get it from. Maybe. I, I just. I don't know because uh, it's tough because, you know, those are all great episodes. Mm-hmm. And I expected, you know, like with the one with Yaz's grandmother and such, to re- for Yaz to jump to the very front. I don't even really remember her in it. No, she was just kind yeah. of there. Uh, that, I liked it specifically because in, in my uh, outside of being geeky, I actually work at a magazine with Indians, <laughs> with, with South Asians. So they talk about it. And just this past year was the 75th anniversary of the or the, the 76th anniversary of the partition. So they talk about it all the time. And the fact that they were talking about like, like they were in a, a marriage and one was Hindu and one was Muslim. And it was a blah, and controversy. That was a thing. And it still is even to this day. So I, I mean, I'm not actually South Asian myself, but I, hang out with South Asians all the time and they talk about this constantly and it's it's in their I mean to them the partition happened yesterday I mean there's there's still I mean just not too recently there was this uh news about Pakistan and India and 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 conflict and conflict and conflict I mean it's never ending over there and the fact that that they a British TV show actually went so far as to 
talk about this and in a in a not demeaning mm-hmm. way, which is saying a lot. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, yeah it absolutely. was it was like it took them a long time, but they're finally giving some sympathy to South Asians. So I mean, I had already like finally I got a South Asian cast member and. Yay! I mean, granted, she's British, but she's from South Asian descent, and and uh, I was like, finally, they're going to actually talk about this, and they've already had black people on the show before, but now they have Ryan, and he's an actual main cast member, and they'll talk about all this and other thing, and I don't know. It's they've added some diversity, but at the same time, like you've said, Graham is there. <laughs> not not only just there, he's cool. I mean, he overshadows the other characters, and that is not just from Bradley Walsh's force of personality. It's the way the characters are. He's simply given more to do, and he lines that Yaz yeah. or Ryan could take. He had he he has. Yeah. And there's for that. And and it's hard to believe that that's not intentional. Like, I mean, you have to you have to hope anyway that the staff, the writing staff particularly the showrunner are, are smart guys, <laughs> girls. Right. Um, and, and that they are aware of what they're doing. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that Chibnall's trying to undermine the, the diverse uh, cast that he's put together. Um, I, I just, I, I just wonder, like, I'd really like to see behind the scenes and find out like where the if there is an issue which i think we can all agree that there are some issues with the last season where those sort of stem from is it just is it that they're trying too hard are they do they have someone at the bbc kind of going nope 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 and they're having to rewrite stuff um or are they just in over their heads a little bit they're just trying to get their 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 the balance going, you know, I, I don't know the answers to any of that. And I don't know if we ever will, um, you know, but um, I think the end result is you kind of feel like, I think, you know, for those people who are saying, you know, that there's some sort of feminist agenda here and blah, blah, blah. I think two things. One, I think of the people that are, you know, that, that cry about that with Captain Marvel and everything else. And, and they're just, they're just looking at things at a surface value, right? If you look at, at just the fact that, you know, the doctor's woman, they're like, Oh, they're trying to like, you know, that's, that's upset them. And they haven't even really looked into anything deeper. So they don't really know what's going on. Now, those people who have watched the show and are looking deeper into it are probably are, are thinking, well, um, you know, the writing is not great. So they must be choosing agenda over substance, really, here. They are, they're not being subtle. They're putting, they're really hammering a lot of these things over our heads. So obviously, Chris Chibnall and company have decided to go that way with more. I don't want to say propaganda, but more message oriented writing than actually deep substance. Well, and some of the continual, like the continuity has kind of been lost. Like, Oh, by the way, Yaz is a cop. Oh yeah. It's mentioned. Oh yeah. Um, Graham has cancer. <laughs> we kind of forgot about that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's never mentioned again. Like, Oh, okay, mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> exactly. After the first two episodes, you didn't even really find out that Ryan was still, you know, had all those phobias and all those yeah. illness and, Right, and they seem to only it only seems to come up whenever he has to like jump or do something physical. Then they're like, "Oh, are you going to be able to do it?" And he's like, "I think so." And then, and then he makes it <laughs> yeah, I mean, they spend too much. They they tell us, but they don't show us, and that you know that's kind of the, the good storytelling. Surround is is when we are when a character shows what who they are from within. They don't just, like, you can't just mention it. You can't just say, well, Yaz is a cop, and then that stops yeah. there. <laughs> That's not mm-hmm. really exactly. anything about her. We have to see her in that interaction and how it affects her and how it affects her thoughts and how she looks at things. And, and I mean, you could have a very certain point of view from somebody who's been involved in law enforcement. You could be very cynical or, you, you know, there's all sorts of ways you could play it, but they didn't play it anyway. <laughs> they just... 
like left it out, which is too bad because it would have made her character yeah. more interesting. Yeah, Yaz basically became what is it, Doctor? You know, there's the a cafe time. opener on the corner. I'll go sit and drink coffee while you guys go on the mission. I'll just go away. I felt like this was the first season of Doctor Who I've ever seen that was geared towards an American audience, which I feel like is the BBC trying to get more viewers, which I I strongly didn't like. But there were, I I can't even, other than like maybe the, what was it called? The Spiders in London? Is that what it was? Arachnids in the UK, where it was that (laughs) awful, like Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, Chris Noth thing, and it, it there was just a lot of more American references in this, and yeah, I mean the Rosa Parks episode, obviously, well, but that no, was different. Yeah, well, they had Noth in it, who's an American actor. That was number. One. But doing a British accent, but pretending uh, to be Trump, like a hotel, it made no. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I I really felt like they were eh. pushing. They wanted they wanted to discuss what was going on in America, and I I feel like that was just a miss, like, for me, at least. Yeah, well, and I noticed in in a couple of the episodes, that one being one of them, that the villains are not really villains, they're just misunderstood. (laughs) Or they're just characters. Did you actually catch that? Like, the arachnids were were just a a victim of circumstance. The, what was it, what are they called, the the things in the, the ship? The those little the little thing in the ship the um, ting yeah. was that what it's called I can't remember the little oh, thing yeah, that was yeah. eating I don't the ship know what it was called yeah Lame. well exactly and if you remember you know when people were saying oh it's such a female thing the doctor never finished any of the bad guys they let her she let them all go and it was just like oh don't even go there well that and like I said with the misunderstood thing it's like they're not really evil you just don't understand them properly like that's a very female thing mm-hmm. exactly. well, I feel like they, they I mean because I mean doctor the doctor always like in, in previous seasons has always asked like why are you here like he he's never a shoot first he or she I'm sorry I'm still using uh but the doctor never used uh, <laughs> well, sexism sexism uh, <laughs> Never like always wanted to find out because because there are, but I think this I, I think you're right I think the season did use it a little excessively but there was also weird things where like the the bad guy from the first episode uh, whatever they called him uh, Tim Shaw Tim Shaw uh, got away and yeah. then the bad guy in uh, in Rosa got away and like and so I thought there was going to be this huge climax like the, everything was going to kind of come together in the end in the final episode. Uh, because the, we were in, being introduced to all these new characters, so I thought it was going to all climax at one. And it like Tim Shaw came back, but that was kind of it. And and it was such a wussy way to come back. It, he was mm. so denuded. It was not even. It was just like. Uh. Well, it made me feel like like well, well, this is a female doctor. She can't handle a real villain oh. yet. No, exactly. You know, but I but I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's another th- reason, you know, with with in addition to her unfamiliarity with uh, the the it, like it's okay to introduce uh, folks that like characters and alien races that we don't know, the viewers, but to introduce them that she doesn't know, that's what made it I think look like she uh, was uh, just not as smart as the other, you know as the other doctors and I think that did her disservice, but also to your point, you know, it's unless until you reach, you know, until you face the Daleks, you're in the minor leagues, right. Until you face the Cybermen, you're, you're right. facing minor league villains. Right. I mean, Tim Shaw felt like a minor league villain, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like Colin could have put him away <laughs> in episode two. Mm-hmm. You know, like that and then he would have choked Perry. It would have been perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. Let me ask you guys this, because I was not a. F- I, this one thing with the. When the casting was announced, um, uh, I was not concerned, but I was kind of on my guard during the season to see how much stuff they would be like. Now that she's. A, now that the doctor's a woman, we're going to hear all these things like, you know, like, well, now I can do this, or now uh, this, this. Just all these things about, like, like making us like recognize that the doctor is a woman as opposed to all the years he's been a man. 
Um, I, I just wonder, do you, did you guys get a sense of that being in your face or was it not, not done enough or well, I think I they mean, were trying too hard. I think they said we, we have to try so hard to make it seem that it doesn't make a difference that the doctor is a woman, that we can't talk about differences as a woman. <laughs> Well, I think partly to me, it felt like that's why they didn't bring back anyone from previous seasons, like, you know, any old companions, anyone from unit, anyone, you know, like that, because they didn't want to doctor, you're a woman now and start making a big deal of it. They wanted to focus mostly on Jody, And I think it was a mistake, truthfully. Yeah, if anything, I think her and Missy would get along pretty well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Heck, I want to see. I want to see her and I want to see her and River Song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it awesome. isn't. I I personally liked oh, yeah. the hard restart. Um, at, at least the the at the like the attempt to do it. I I think it it was kind of a. I, just because I, I actually loved Capaldi's doctor, but I, I just, towards the end, I was like, I felt like things were kind of being, not recycled, but just, like, it just didn't feel fresh anymore. And I felt like a hard restart was a really good idea. If they executed it correctly, I, I don't think they did. No. Actually, I will Good say friend. Clara started to piss me off. <laughs> Want to be called sexist uh, again? Yeah, yes, I agree. After, um, oh, well, okay. Well, okay. Line, especially after line, her, well, especially after her boyfriend died, I was just like, she was just mopey all the time. and all. I mean, not that I had a problem with Pink, but uh, I thought he was actually a pretty cool character. I wish they'd done more with him. But it was just a, oh, but she needs to give him up so she can be a real companion. Like, whatever. Yeah, she's she <laughs> a very annoying character. Yeah. And then Bill came along, and Bill was pretty good. I liked Bill. I liked Bill a lot, but they didn't give her enough to do. No, they didn't, unfortunately. Yeah, she was, was only there for one season, so. Yeah, and they sent her off with Water Girl, so. Yeah, she got her happy ever after, sort of. Mm-hmm, exactly. This well, is, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think what I mean my my biggest problem with Jody's doctor, and it's not Jody Whitaker who I think was fantastic, but the way the way it was written, and I I I wish I knew whether she was told to do this or whether it just happened through the writing, but she it just felt throughout the whole series until maybe the the final episode, I mean the New Year's episode that she was holding back or being held back. And this is something women do a lot in real life. They hide their intellect. They, they hide their wit. They, they feel like they can't be themselves. And I mean, sometimes they can't be themselves in order to survive. That's how bad it is sometimes. So to see this, so I was very excited to see a female doctor, but, but to see it being portrayed in this way, where it didn't feel like she could really come into her own and find her strength and be be the sort of heroine that that the doctor could be was very disappointing. I felt it started to change a little bit <laughs> in the New Year's episode, and I hope it continues along that way in the next series. But it, I, well, I felt a lot that the New Year's special was a definitely good jump in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree. I do feel that I don't think they meant to undermine her, uh, the character because it, it was now a woman. I do feel they meant to lessen the, the power and the intellect a bit just to make but in the, the first episode. She, she builds a sonic screwdriver and that's where I thought they were going. I'm like, Oh, she's going to be the builder. Like, and that's what I thought was an amazing idea to make like the woman, the builder, which like, I just love that idea. And then it just dot like nothing else seems to come of that. And, and that's the, that's the, the, right, the continuing right, thing right. with this season is just you know, like we were just talking about things just evaporate. Like they just, there's no cohesion through character. Mm-hmm. And, oh, sorry. Yeah. Things that they started oh, with. Sorry. Fine. No. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Like they started with some ideas and then I think after the pilot, they just kind of dropped it. <laughs> There's a part in, in the pilot, and I, uh, both me and my wife, when we watched it, we were like, 
when when the TARDIS doesn't appear and she's like, like, I'm sorry, I failed you is one of the most un like the vulnerability. I kind of get they're kind of maybe trying to go for a new character idea, but for the doctor to give up and to kind of it just didn't make any sense. Like and it, it really just you're like right. confound it, like to, to have her be like, I failed you and, and I'm giving up like that. That's never what the doctor does. But then my, actually my wife thought of the idea is, is you like the doctor needs the TARDIS and, and it was kind of a, like a, a relationship thing that, that I think they were going for, but I still just did not like that part. Hmm. Actually, when I saw the pilot, I, I already knew obviously that, that Graham was going to be one of the companions, but I was just like, <laughs> can Grace go with him? She's cooler. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> I think if Grace had gone with them instead of Graham, it it would have been a better series. I feel like I agree. Gr- mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but then you, but then you would have been miserable because you would have been pining for the man. Didn't have the whole to season. though. They don't have to write her that way. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you did a flip, and I, you know, it would. If 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 everything else remained equal, and all you did was flip those two. Then you know it would have been it would well, have been kind of annoying. One of the things that way, was awesome about Jodie's doctor is they made her asexual again. That you know basically she wasn't into men, she wasn't into women. She was the doctor, and that's the way. If you look at the old series of Doctor Who, that's the way the doctor always was. And I felt like you got that a lot with this doctor, and you didn't have a companion pining after the doctor or googly eyed after it or rebounding after, you know, and it was just awesome. And that was one of the things I loved about it. But, you know, I just think we needed better stories and more pointed towards and remembering the history of Doctor Who too. I feel like Graham was put in not to go back to Graham. I know we're trying to move forward, but like, like as a symbol of like the old doctor who fans that were upset, and they're like, no, see, you can like a female Doctor Who. Graham does. Graham's understanding. Graham loves like like of of old white men who have no feelings and like. And I feel like that's why he, they thought to put him in as to help like ease older Doctor Who fans into it. But then they're like, oh, he's funny. Let's give him all the lines, and it just it again they dropped it. Yeah, well, the companions have always been like us looking into mm-hmm. the world of the Doctor. That's always been them, no matter who it was, even if they were like in some of the, with some of the doctors like Capaldi, he had aliens with him. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. Graham was like the old Doctor Who fans from the original, you know, the original run who are like, oh God, we now have a female doctor. <sighs> and they're watching it anyway because of continuity or whatever. And Graham is there to basically be the personification of them. <laughs> and, and like, well, see, yeah, like you said, like, well, Graham likes her. You should like her because Graham mm-hmm. likes her. <laughs> that, that, actually, that would have been okay if Graham didn't become the central character. You know, they just, they went overboard. And you can't, you know, it started to feel like pandering. Mm, a little bit, no yeah. reason to do that because Jodie Whittaker as an actress is quite capable of standing on her own. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they do not need to keep segueing into another character. And not to mention the fact that he also overshadowed the other two companions. So we hardly got to know them at all. But the right. Yeah, I think, the whole I think they also, um, uh, Right, I think they also um, could have could have made their them be a little bit more dramatic, uh, like there a little bit more drama between them. Um, I thought that they all. I mean, I don't expect them to fight like cats and dogs or anything, because the doctor wouldn't be like, "Yeah, no, you're not going to be on this TARDIS for long." But um, I, I think that there should have been some 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 dramatic differences between them. Well, they sort of tried to do that with Graham and Ryan, but then it, it just became annoying. Yeah, it was, yeah. It wasn't really anything that, you know, was very serious. I really liked the, the, the Mirror episode. I can't remember what it was called. I, I think a lot of people actually didn't like that one, but I actually thought it was one of my favorites of the oh, season. The, that that yeah, was the one in yeah. Norway, wasn't it? 
And okay. Oh, the one with the father that was dumping the daughter. So he exactly, the I, that felt like the time. tightest and most Doctor Who episode because it was it, it's it, it had like a sci-fi element and it, it the Doctor Who trying to figure out what's going on and uh it, it and also brought back um the the wife so that was wonderful to see her again but uh I I actually liked Graham Graham and uh I'm sorry I'm blanking uh uh his his Grace? not Grace, it, Grace. her grandson <laughs> who was the compa- and, uh, Ryan. I like their growth over the seasons, and, oh, right. and and that episode where he, like he had to decide to take care of Ryan, I really liked that. Well, it was interesting because that episode, I think, you know, basically Graham's story should have been done with that. That would have should have been done. You know, he should have. You know, Doc. I think. You know, I need to go back and get my life in order now and move on. And let the young ones go on with you, you know, type thing. I think that would have been a great ending to Bradley Walsh's character. But I think for some reason they kept him in because they wanted to see him have his revenge against Tim Shaw, which never happened. You know, you never, you had, you know, he basically doctored who's out, you know, I'm better than that. I don't do that kind of thing, you know, and it was just, I don't know. I don't ever want to see any character from this season again. I'd like to see them get a fresh start, in all truth. Including and, the Doctor, you know, or are you talking about... No, um, oh, villains okay. and side characters and stuff. No, keep the, you know, maybe have it, you know, something like maybe the Doctor takes, you know, Ryan and... I forget the girl's name again. Yes. Yes. You know, poor old Yaz. Uh, you know, take take them and, you know, maybe every couple episodes, Graham comes on a mission or something. You know, just, you know, do it that way. And, you know, maybe have a unit story. Maybe have a Cybermen story. Maybe have, you know, the Ice Warriors or something. But, you know, or maybe even bring back, you know, Madame Vastra or something and Jenny, you know. I think that would be a kind of cool throwback. You haven't seen them since the first Capaldi story when he regenerated. Right, right. I I keep thinking of they should make. You remember Donna's granddad? Oh, make Will. him Will. that. Oh, Will. Yes. Make him just show up. Uh, a recurring character. Yeah, and yeah, he keeps going. Exactly. It's aliens. It's always <laughs> aliens. <laughs> <laughs> or make him make him be like Jackie was, you know, from the, you know, the David Tennant's first season, you know, and have her come on a couple missions every once in a while. But you know, let's focus. The TARDIS is too yeah. crowded right now, and I think, and I don't even want to start about how awful the design of the TARDIS is. We talked about that last season already. So you know, it's just you know, they need stronger stories, better writing. And I think people will get over and forget that the doctor's a woman, you know, the doctor's the doctor. And that's, you know, doctor who could be male, female, someone with two heads, three heads. I don't care. It's the doctor. Yeah, well, I don't even think you have to forget that she's a woman. You just have to make her the central character again. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Make, make right. her the, str- the smartest person in the room again. Because you can forgive a lot with good writing. I mean, as terrible as the TARDIS looks, I wouldn't care if we got good stories. But that just that didn't happen very often this season. It did happen a few times, but it was very inconsistent. And and I think that you know some of it was just being being afraid to kind of out of their their comfort zone. And I I hope they do more of that in the coming series. I think that was a great way to say it, Mary. So we've been talking for quite a while. Do you think, you know, I think Mary said it great that, you know, with better writing, do you think that's going to fix it? Do you think that Doctor Who is fixable right now without having to reinvent and bring in another Doctor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we definitely need, if they got better writing, like they, they, like you said, there were some moments like Rosa probably one of the best episodes of the season uh it's my favorite for sure uh but there even that had some flaws in it um so yeah it was 
I think because they 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 tried, but I don't think they really know what they're doing yet with the character and the companions and everything else just yet. So I think like we've seen before with other doctors on their first you know series. They just need to find their footing. Yeah, and making us wait an entire year, I think, is an awful mistake. And I, I do you do know why they're doing that? Does anybody know? Mm, not really. I mean, I, I've heard rumors here and there, but I don't. I know when. I don't know if mm-hmm. anybody really knows. No, because they're filming right now. They could actually put it out in the fall, but I don't know if they don't want to compete with certain shows. That are coming out in the fall, so they figured let's wait till next. Uh, will spring. Game of Thrones be know. over by then? Yeah, the I think I think one of the official um, uh, things said that reasons was that it just requires so much post. Yeah, because the reason why this was a shorter yeah. season is because it had more production value. It did look. Great. Yeah, so they're even though they're filming now. Uh, they they'll be spending months and months and months working on the post production. But uh, um, I, I, to, to your question about it being fixable, yes, it's entirely fixable because the the actors are it's, are not the problem. So um, it's it's what they have to do that's the problem. Um, so I think if you change that, and it doesn't have to be like a radical change. I mean, I think it's it's pretty. Um, it, it it just needs better writing, more in depth, more uh, attention to the other two companions. And I think, and I don't know if they've been doing this on purpose. I, I have to believe that in some ways they are, but I've noticed that most of the promo images that we've seen, um, Jody and, and Yaz are almost included in every one of them. Uh, whether it was for, for Red Nose Day or some of the other out, outside shots where they were kind of horsing around. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if those two are going to form a, a pretty close relationship, and I'm not talking about intimate, like, you know, anything. I'm just saying, like, if they're, if they're you know, that's good news for Yaz a lot. That's very much if, good news if, for uh, Graham and Ryan actually, well, I love Ryan, so no, I don't want him to leave. But yeah, Graham should leave. But I was just picturing, like, separate adventures with each of the, the companions would be really, really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they don't all have to be equal in every episode. Right. But just give, give no. A chance to shine and that just i mean especially yeah she just didn't get anything and the funny like you were talking about the behind the scenes like the the actors have such like if you watch like some of the videos or whatever they have such a wonderful time together goofing around and stuff i don't know how that chemistry just didn't transfer to the screen like somebody's holding them back because i love <laughs> some of the behind the scenes stuff more than i love some of the episodes right. like it, so that gets into the question then it could it be the showrunner do we just need to well, yes, it's ultimately yeah. his responsibility. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what he's telling the directors. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it I, seems like I, yeah. they have been directed to, to to hold themselves back. And the writers. I mean, he's the one who's in charge of, you know, I mean, he uh, all he has to do is say, you know what? Let's let Graham, like, sit this one out. That's mm-hmm. all he has to do for an episode, you know, like. Uh, but he he has yeah and uh, they didn't do as much i mean they've always had at least one episode a season if not more where there's just like a really goofy like out there what the hell episode right like in capaldi the one i remember specifically is where they run into robin hood you know (laughs) like a weird ass episode (laughs) so I, i i don't know what was the closest to that this past series i i Kablam maybe the one where they were dealing with the the shopping area that not maybe really, it's not yeah it wasn't no out there no you lost a lot of the fun this yes season. exactly mm-hmm. yeah well i think chris chibnall was was kind of trying to prove himself this season and that maybe it made him a little tentative to try you know to really um step outside the box you know maybe, maybe he'll feel freer next season to to do that and and to allow his other writers to do that 
Well, we've said it, and you said it multiple times even tonight. The doctors and the actors and the showrunners, a lot of times are trying to find their footing the first season. And, you know, a lot of times I'm hoping, you know, we all loved the New Year's special. We're hoping, you know, that maybe that's an indication of what's to come. Yeah, that's the uh, the the writing of the ship is starting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. let's hope. Let's hope it's the beginning. I mean, we've seen, like I said, like everything that they've seen so far, which has been very, very. And look, I don't even look for stuff, so there's probably a lot more out there than I even see. But the little glimpses that I'm seeing from uh, and that I'm hearing are things like Chibnall says that there's going to be more classic uh, or villains next season. Or, you know, the, like I said, the shots of, of Jody and uh, the actress that plays Yaz together and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, they're, they're, they're at least giving me stuff that's not making me groan. They're not showing like Graham, like all over the place. <laughs> like, like, um, uh, so, uh, and like I said, as much as I like, Man, I've been dumping on Graham so much, but I love that actor a lot. He's just amazing. It's I not and there's an, at yeah. all. No, not at all. No. <laughs> that he's so damn charming. Yeah, it's the writing. 100%. Exactly. And, you know, basically I felt like they brought Graham in the same reason why they brought in Harry Sullivan for the fourth Doctor era. They weren't sure how the Doctor was going to be. And, you know, they didn't know what Tom was going to be. So they didn't know if they would need a strong guy, you know, a male presence and such to, you know, I'll do all the athletic stuff. And Tom Baker knocked it out of the ballpark. <laughs> well, that's not what no, Graham's but Graham is. was the familiar, the white <laughs> yeah. character, the, the white male. Yes. And yes, that people are used to yes. seeing with the doctor and it, they never gave Jody the mo- the time to shine where she should have been. Yeah, she should be. That's what. That's why I was saying throughout the whole season. I I'm waiting for my doctor moment with her, and even though I had glimpses of it in the season, I still don't have a doctor moment with her. Not where she's confidently just out there as the doctor. Where I'm like, damn, like that's that's yeah, what even I in incredible actress. Yeah. You know, she has a lot of change. There's no reason why. Oh well, yeah. There shouldn't have- been many of those moments you just held back yeah absolutely she like there, she would have glimpses of it mike i know when we talked about it when we were reviewing the season and the episodes you know i mean you mentioned in that very first episode where she says like i'm the doctor you're like mm-hmm. that was enough for you it just didn't ring true to me as that at, at, you know that at that point um you know in in that kablam episode she does start to get like like going onto the, the um onto the folks that are running the factory but yet she backs off and doesn't really have that that control that uh, we've seen from some of the other performances of the doctor like like we just saw a a William Hartnell story in which the the this big machine this big bad machine is coming at the whole like military and they all back up and the doctor takes a step forward towards it. Like that's a doctor moment. Like I want Jody to have one of those. I want her to step up like that. And like I said, I'm not blaming her. I want the writers oh, to yeah. give that to her because I know she's mm-hmm. capable of it. And when she has moments like that, we will fall in love with this show and we will fall in love with her as the, as, like, like, it, as one of the I best. I just watched resolution ever. before we started recording. And there's the part where she stands up, to the the Dalek and but it's this weird like she's like me and my friends will protect like there's always usually before it was like I'm the doctor I protect the earth <laughs> and her it's like me oh and and my friends like there's there's this neediness yeah. in in this doctor that is really weird like the, the will you be my best friends like that she needs them and the loneliness of the old doctors where where the part of being the doctor was that you were going to be lonely because the, you, you can't have these people in your life well, uh-huh. to, well, to be fair, they kind of were going that direction. I'm glad they stopped it with the Tenth Doctor and Rose because it was kind of like they needed each other. To That's agree. true. And then they finally took her out of the picture, and I actually felt it got better after they got rid of Rose. Even though I love Rose, I love so, Billy Piper so much, 
but she was getting to the point where I was like, God, just no. <laughs> so we should dump Graham in an alternate dimension. That's what that's what we're all agreeing on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the doctor's other hand oh. and Andrew. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, we no. were having such a good time two minutes ago. Wow. <laughs> poor, poor Bradley. Right. Okay, kids. I think we've gone through this a bit. You know, I think we, you know, strayed a little bit from the main topic, but I think we touched on it enough. And I think if they write the ship, I think, you know, good things are ahead for Doctor Who. I just, you know, you're always going to have these fanboys who are not happy that the Doctor isn't a male. You know, the same way you have fangirls who want Tenet back as the Doctor still. The same way you have people who are saying, oh, this isn't the old series. I'm not going to watch it. You know, you always have those people. Yeah, well, there, there's, there's a big difference between the two. And I'm, we're not going to get into it now. But I if know the only saying, reason you don't like this doctor is because she's a woman, you don't yeah. understand Doctor Who. You don't right. understand the, the idea of Doctor Who right. and the yeah, theme right. behind it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Doctor Who is about change. <laughs> right. That's the one constant on the show. The only thing that stays the same is the police box. And even that's changed. Yeah, and even the uh, Pertwee didn't even have it for a season. So, hey, you know. Bessie! <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. I'll give everyone a moment to give a second to promote themselves. So Jen, thank you for making hey, it through the first episode. Well, thank you again for having me. I mean, I, I'm obviously a Whovian from way back. I mean, my first doctor was Baker and Oh gosh, just talking about all this is, is so great. Cause I've always wanted to be on a Who podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well cool. you know, it kind of gave us the hint wearing the uh, doctor. Who. <laughs> outfit with you saw you in. yes my tar- my tardis dress it was yeah. awesome <laughs> that's all it takes people just approach us in a tardis dress and <laughs> yes you too can be on earth station do i have to wear a tardis dress or that's how i got on hey we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> we will talk all right and jen how can people find you um, right now, I am also on, uh, as I said, Starbase, The Next Generation. Uh, you can find it um, on iTunes, and, and I think the website is now up, but I, I don't have the address at the moment. Just look up Starbase, The Next Generation, or Starbase TNG. Uh, it was uh, originally Starbase 66, um, and as I said, that is a general science fiction podcast. We talk about everything from comic books to Star Trek to Star Wars to uh, lots of things. Actually, our last episode over there, we talked about the kind of related to this, the positives of fans affecting sci-fi properties. That's cool. So Definitely, we'll give it a listen. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a link up on our show notes, Mm -hmm. folks, so you can definitely be able to find her. And Dan, you made it through another one, sir. Now you'll let me out? We're still not nope. letting you out of your chair. Food nope. at least? No. Nope. Still... <laughs> nope. No. You could try to find JD somewhere <laughs> on the station. He might give you a scrap or two. <laughs> but yes, how can people uh, find you, you can find sir? Me on the social medias at K0ZUH uh, on Instagram and Twitter. That is awesome. And thank you once again to my co-hosts. Mary, thank you so much. Thank you. I just, I want to say, I still, despite all the flaws, I still think this is a great step forward. You know, representation matters. If you can't see yourself in your culture stories, then then you're an outsider in your own life. And I, I mean, and that's devastating. I mean, those kind of restrictions hurt everyone, both the oppressed and the oppressor, because it means we're all missing out on hearing other voices and getting to know them and learning from them and growing. And so I, I applaud Dr. Who for taking this step. And I, I hope that they don't stop here. I hope they keep going. 
because I think the, the potential is enormous, especially with Jody Whitaker in the lead. So I'm yeah. remaining optimistic and really looking forward to the next series. Here, here. I agree completely with that. That's awesome. And Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my yes, sir. It's been great talking to all of you guys and gals. And, you know, it basically comes down to you at home. What are your guys' thoughts? Did you guys, you know, did we make the points? Did we miss anything? Please, please write us. We definitely want to hear from you. ESWpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be coming back to you again in two weeks when we're going to be looking at some big finish. That's right, kids. We are going to be looking at the new big finish all-female episode. We're looking at the 8th of March. It's going to be awesome, and we're going to be reviewing it. So it should be, you know, interesting. We always have fun when we talk about big finish. So until then, my name is Mike Faber. It's been my pleasure to talk to you, and we'll see you next time here on Her Station Who. Peace. And we're done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This week on Myopia Defend Your Childhood. Myopia Defend Your Childhood is so named because I believe we are short-sighted on the things we watched as kids. So every week we watch a movie that one of the panelists grew up watching and see if they hold up from comedy to cartoons or to action. And for this season, the last Thursday of each month, we're doing a TV show in our Myopia Morning segments. We watch Saturday morning cartoons and afternoon classics. So find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. How will you stand when we put your past on trial? My Own Feet Childhood is a member of the ESO Network and produced by Dude Letter Podcasting. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.